football season. So we're that much closer. Good to see everybody in the comment section. Good morning, everyone. Want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Lambo Prince. Check this thing out. Look at this. Come on. You want this in your living room, in your study, somewhere on a wall, in your abode. This is good stuff right here. A great classic alternative to the usual photography-based sports posters that get relegated to the basement or the man cave. Head to ballparkblueprints.com and use code cheesehead. That's code cheesehead for 10% off. I'll throw the link up here in the chat. Make sure you check it out. You want this thing in your house. I know you do. I'm going to get one for my living room. I'll be display it for everyone to see. How's everyone doing? Morning. I see people talking about uh, OTAs and whether they're open to the public. They are not open to the public. In fact, yesterday was the last OTA practice that was open to the media, of which only two were available to the media last Tuesday and yesterday. Um, the next time the media will be allowed to watch practice will be during minicamp. Traditionally, those all three days of minicamp are open to the media, but not to the public. The public won't get a glimpse of these Green Bay Packers until training camp. So. Um, you have to rely on the eyes and ears on the ground there from the fine folks tweeting away at Rainichke Field. Brandy, good morning, Nags. Tell me a football story regarding something 90s. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll have to have a think on it, Brandy. Um, I just uh, earlier this morning was talking about Mike Sherman signing Joe Johnson, although that's, I guess, early 2000s. The 90s would be what? Favre. The Three Amigos. Oh, I got some Three Amigos story, stories, but those aren't for public consumption. Uh, Steven, your opinion on Savage. Big year for him. True. I think the potential is there. No doubt about it. The Packers clearly picking up his fifth-year option. See uh, the promise there. And you know the athletic ability. You know the explosiveness. You see it on tape. You've seen him make plays. Definitely took a bit of a step back last year, considering the trajectory he looked to be on uh, the year prior. Um, not as many big plays, uh, some bad angles, some missed tackles, etc. I think we'll see a more productive Darnell Savage this year. I am very curious to see how much he's utilized towards the line of scrimmage a little bit more. I think that's where he really shines, and that's where his game kind of takes it to a next level, so to speak. Um, I always thought he was going to be a bit more of a kind of a roaming deep safety type, but that doesn't seem to be his game. It definitely seems to be the better. Uh, the closer to the line of scrimmage he gets, the better he is. And I think that's pretty apparent on tape. And I got to think Joe Barry will try and find ways to utilize that. Uh, that said, you know, the big part of this scheme is being able to have interchangeable safeties. You have to think both Amos and Savage have to be able to basically do everything because you don't want to tip your hand. They play so much too high that you've got to be able to rotate those guys um, post-snap um, either way. One being that deep roamer, one coming up playing towards the line of scrimmage and or playing that split safety in a cover two or a two deep shell. Um, I think Savage will most likely um, have a better year than he did last year. Pro definitely. I think he'll be more productive, um, but I am curious. I have to say, I am curious to see, I mean, maybe second year in the scheme will help him out. That was a bit of an adjustment for everybody on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm hoping I'm hopeful. Definitely. No question about it. Deshaun, what's up, man? A lot of people say Cobb took Amari's snaps. How come when Cobb got hurt, we didn't see Amari step into that slot role consistently? Because they liked other guys there more. Um, I don't think there's any kind of question there. They liked guys with experience, guys who knew the system. 
And I do think at some point, especially later in the season, um, you've got X number of snaps, X number of reps. I mean, you look like a guy like EQ. That's a guy they were running on reverses, for God's sakes. And I don't think his body type would suggest you would most likely want to utilize him in that role. But he had been in with the team for four years and knew and been in the system for at least three. So they're always most likely going to acquiesce to those types, guys who have banked reps, guys who we all know about Aaron Rodgers and his trust factor and working with guys, getting banked reps with them. So I don't think it's as simple as, oh, we want the slot guy in there. I mean, remember when Tyler Irvin went down, they used all sorts of different guys to kind of use that jet motion, that orbit motion. It wasn't just a body type. So I understand that thinking, though. I know I've had a lot of people come at me about that on Twitter. Um, the fact that, you know, Amari just wasn't automatically inserted. Well, they had a lot of other guys who have a lot of experience. And it's not just regular season experience. Guys who have been in camp, guys who have been on the practice squad and been at practice every day for a number of years. Guys, again, that they know very well. And if you're coming down the stretch of a regular season and you're fighting for playoff position, you need to get these wins, you're not sticking in a rookie who hasn't played all year. You're sticking in guys who have been in the program for two, three, four years. I just, I wish more people understood that. And I I recognize that in today's day and age and Twitter and et cetera, it's all surface level, but there's a lot more to it than just, well, they've got a slot guy. They just got to put the slot guy there. That is not how it works, at least not in Green Bay. Any update on when London tickets go on sale? Robin, not that I've seen. I saw some rumblings about it yesterday, um, but I was, was kind of searching NFL.com and I was looking... Uh, around and some of the NFL UK stuff. And I found stuff from la- like the last couple of years, but I didn't see anything for the game between the Packers and the Giants at Hotspur. So I will definitely endeavor to find that when, as soon as it becomes available. How mm. is Kylan Hill coming along with his injury recovery? I tell you what, the videos look good, but the di- videos of Bakhtiari last year look good and he never played until the end. So who knows? Uh, but he does look really good in the kind of rehab stuff that we've seen publicly. Um, I mean, it was a brutal-looking injury. I'll be very surprised if he doesn't start on PUP, and not just during training camp, but for the regular season. Um, I mean, here's hoping. He's got an early recovery, and he's out there sooner rather than later, but uh, I'd be surprised. Deshaun again, what's up, man? That being said, Amari and Josh, why 2 I'm excited for. I, year two, yes, absolutely. No question about it. CR, hi, Nagler. Hi, CR. How you doing? I saw big is here on his way to Green Bay. What's up, Big B? Have a great time in Green Bay, man. Hope you're having a fabulous day. Um, is it pretty much a lock that Quay is alongside Devondre, or is Barnes going to give him a run for his money? Good question, Rob. We know from the tweets on the ground, so to speak, that uh, Barnes is taking the reps with the ones at the moment. I don't think it's any mystery that they will bring Quay along as quickly as possible, and they will most likely get him into the starting lineup, if not week one and probably within the first month of the season, but it's not automatic. You got to know the playbook. You got to know your assignments. You got to know your adjustments. Not going to just stick guys out there who are flying around with all sorts of athleticism, but don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, so yeah, is it a lock? No, nothing's a lock in that regard, especially when you're talking about a rookie trying to make that jump to the NFL. But I think that is certainly the plan and it's certainly what they would like to have happen. But he's got to do the work, and he's got to prove he's worthy of it. He's got to prove that he knows, you know, the playbook backwards and forwards, and can make the adjustments necessary whenever the call comes in, calls at the line of scrimmage, all of that. He's got to prove it, and that's what this time is for, what training camp is for. 
I suspect, though, that will happen eventually, much like last year. Don't forget, last year, Devondre Campbell came in and wasn't inserted as a starter right away. I think the first 10, 12 days of camp, he was running with the twos. Uh, and then eventually, you know, he showed that he knew the system and showed that he knew what to do and he got in with the ones and never looked back. So I, I think it will be a process, but I do expect, you know, the kid does the work and he's as advertised as athletically, which by all accounts he is, he should be the starter by week one. That would be the hope. Oh, what's the Packers player who's the biggest what could have been, in your opinion? Oh, Garrett, there are so many. I always think of, um, you know, Nick Collins certainly probably was on his way to a Hall of Fame career. Uh, Sterling Sharp is obviously another one. Um, I don't know, there's a Terrence Murphy, that horrible neck injury he suffered. Uh, he looked very promising. It looked like Ted had hit on yet another wide receiver in the draft. Man, I don't know. There, there's, there are so many. I mean. Is a whole list. Um, da, 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 da. Jamar Chase was having trouble catching the ball early because they didn't have stripes like the college ball. Relax on Watson. Tom, yeah, I saw that yesterday. I saw young Andy Herman tweeting out uh, the fact that Watson has dropped a few balls. And, hey, I can tell you from being there at training camp last year, Devontae Adams dropped a few balls too. He turned out all right. Man, this is the downfall. This is the problem with open OTAs and tweets and live tweets. Man, yeah, he dropped a few. No question about it. He's got to catch them. Next. And to your point, yeah, there, there were all sorts of headlines last summer about Chase and his drops. He turned out okay his rookie year. So, yeah, no, I I, I just can't get worked up about it. I just don't care. It's like it's practice. We're talking about practice. Like, I just don't care. Ooh, Allen, that's a good one. Jermichael for uh, what might have been. Uh, he was an absolute force, a total weapon on the football field. And I think Aaron really liked throwing to him. I mean, there's no doubt that he threw some balls to Jermichael that I don't think he would throw to anybody else, especially down the seam. Um, there's a touchdown. There's an ear hole touchdown that he throws uh, very famously in the you know, down the seam in the end zone that whistles by the defender's head for a touchdown. I mean, there's there's – a number of throws that Aaron makes that I just don't think he makes to most tight ends. Um, although he did have a nice one to Tunyon last year. But, yeah, Jermichael, he he was on his way to being a really good player, no doubt about it. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen the first guy tackle Jermichael Finley. Seriously, he was a force. I remember one day, who was uh, – TJ Lang was tweeting out old clips of uh, Jermichael like, just blowing guys up at the line of scrimmage in the blocking game. Complete player, man. And another guy who struggled with drops a bit, but overcame it. Um, Aaron Harper, can't wait for Sue and Kenny playing side-by-side. Side. NFL would be crazy if this happens. Yeah, that's not going to happen. They're not signing in Dominican Sue. I know I saw the news that Akeem Hicks is signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And let me tell you, why is the NFL, why are the other teams letting this happen? Like, how come Tampa gets to have, like, the best defensive front always? Come on, NFL. Somebody sign Akeem Hicks away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But this does mean that Andamakan Sue probably isn't going back to Tampa Bay. And, yes, I have little doubt that there will be lots of Packers fans sitting out there going, we should sign him. But uh, I don't see that happening. If for no other reason, then can you imagine the locker room with Sue and Rodgers? Man, that would be fun times. That would be popcorn time. Uh, but, yeah, no, I don't, you know, they've signed Jaron Reed. They drafted Wyatt. I just don't see them 
signing Sue. David, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. What's up with Bakhtiari? Anything to be concerned about? I don't think so, but you never really know, do you? I know Matt was asked about it. Matt's got a terrible poker face, man. He was doing great in that presser yesterday until he got asked about Bakhtiari, and then he kind of just froze. Um, he's got to work on that. But, yeah, no, I think most likely he's fine, but we'll see. You know, and I take Matt at his word that, you know, the plan has always been for him to be held out of this, you know, OTA time, et cetera. No doubt about it, but, man, it's going to be interesting once training camp rolls around. Something to watch, man. Just something to watch. Now, you guys know when I interviewed David for our piece here at Cheesehead TV, in an exclusive Cheesehead TV interview, he talked all about his knee and the problems he had trying to come back last year. And in that interview, he does say, like, structurally, his knee is fine. You know, it's all about mitigating the pain and, and getting that fluid to tamp down. And maybe there's still an issue with that. I don't know. Yeah, I would be um, surprised if that were the case, but you never know. So right now I'm choosing to not worry about it. I'm not going to worry about a thing until it's a thing. And right now it ain't a thing. It's like Alan Lazard signing his tender or not signing his tender yet. Man, when we get to training camp, if he hasn't signed his tender by then, then it's an issue. Until then, it's not an issue. Daddy Cool Breeze, what's up, man? Eddie Lee Ivory, oh, good call on the what might have been. Good call. Eddie Lee Ivory, man, he was fun to watch. Uh, Steven, most yards this season, Lazard or Watson? This sounds suspiciously like a fantasy football question, sir. Uh, give me Lazard. Familiarity, knows the offense. He's a vet, has Rodgers' trust. I think Watson's going to be exciting, but I think Lazard is a walk in this one. Uh, what else we got, man? I don't even think Sue would be in the NFL, but that's just it should be in the NFL, but that's just me. Paul, why wouldn't he be in the NFL? He's a bit of an enforcer. He's, he really goes across the line every once in a while, but you know, it's not like he's done anything off the field that means he shouldn't be in the NFL. Guy does great work in, uh, financial literacy for young players. And Sue, Sue's a weird cat. He's a different dude, but I don't think he's bad. Like, yes, has he stepped on Aaron? And is, did he kick TJ in the nuts? Like, yeah, he crosses the line. He's a bit of a rogue, no doubt about it. But he's that type of player where if he's on your team, you fucking love him. If he's on somebody, it's like Clay Matthews hitting Kaepernick like two yards out of bounds. It was still Clay Matthews. You're still a Clay Matthews fan, you know, but he definitely crossed the line. Or when he hit Russell Wilson in the head with his helmet after an interception, you know, that's a dirty play. We still love Clay Matthews because he's a Packer, right? Like, you love your guy. Yeah, Sue, Sue's not that bad, man. Nags, how do you think the D-line rotation will work? Good question, Brandy. Um, obviously, you got your stalwart and Kenny Clark. I think they would like to get wide on the field on early downs sooner rather than later. Obviously, I think in the meantime, Reed will probably be asked to handle some of that with along with Lowry and base. I'm interested to see how much actual base they end up playing with like a classic three-man line i would suspect they're probably using that five-man front that uh barry showed a lot last year to help stop the run on early downs um you know with uh you know whoever's out on the edge would be got gary and preston maybe they roll in garvin or um we'll see what they do there but yeah i think ultimately i think you know kenny will obviously be the stalwart and everybody else is going to be Maybe not a case by case, but much more kind of by feel, depending on the opponent and what kind of style they like to play. Because I think there will be weeks where if they're playing a team that likes to feature the power running game, then they're going to have a little bit more beef 
Uh, they're going to rotate that in a lot more. Um, I think a big X factor, though, is why and how quickly, you know, he acclimates to the NFL game. Because if he can translate that quickness and explosiveness to the NFL level, watch out because they don't want to, they're not going to want to take that off the field. Um, you t- talk about pure disruption. He's got that potential to really be a problem causer, so to speak, regardless of the call. So um, early on, though, I think, you know, you're going to see Lowry, you're going to see Reed, and they're going to try and bring Wyatt along as quickly as possible. Uh, Remember Mike Sherman's beef with Donkey Kong Sue, Big Daddy Cool Breeze? Probably the high point of Mike Sherman's career. I mean, I loved a lot about Mike Sherman, the coach. We all know he was a terrible general manager, but I loved that he felt strongly enough to do exactly what he did there when he confronted Sue after the dirty hit on Chad Clifton. Um, or Sap, sorry. Uh, that, you know, he wasn't afraid to mix it up. And look, he loved being a coach of the Green Bay Packers. You know? You know, he, he knew what quote unquote carrying the G meant, you know? So, uh, yeah, telling, yelling at Sap after that and, and getting told, put a jersey on, I think Mike would have. And I love the story of Mike when he was a kid. He used to like under the covers with a flashlight read, uh, um, Vince Lombardi on football volumes one and two, which I have in my living room here. Um, but I love that, man. It meant something to him. And I always appreciated that. You know, he knew what it meant to be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. He knew what that kind of carried, you know, and he leaned into it. And hell, he built one of the best running games I've ever seen when Favre hurt his finger and or his thumb and broke his thumb and they had to run the ball and the whole stadium knew where they were going and it didn't matter. They still got five, six yards at a pop. That's impressive shit, man. Uh... Would Rogers be offended if Bakhtiari went on the TB12 diet? I don't think so because he doesn't have a rival to it, right? But now if Rogers came out with his own line of stuff and Bakhtiari went on the TB12 diet, then I think there would be words. But no, I think it'd be fine. Uh, Do you think LaFleur could handle general manager and head coach duties like some predecessors had to? No, absolutely not. No one should do that. No one should be given those two positions. Absolutely not. It's too much. It's way too much, especially in today's NFL. No chance. Trade for Jake Kumaro. Okay, now we are off the rails. It's a good cue for me to go. I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends, and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.